Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hi guys, how you doing? Hope you're having a fabulous day. Just a quick reminder, if after listening to or watching this video you find you learned something or you enjoyed it, please do me a favor, smash the like button and consider subscribing. Also, if you want to support the channel, you can do so through a Patreon membership. I keep the price really low, just $1.99. You can't even get a Starbucks coffee for that price. Now, without further ado, let's dig in. The remains of missing Colorado mother Suzanne Morphew were found on September 22nd of this year in a remote desert area three years after she vanished. More precisely, her body was found along the side of Highway 17 south of Moffat in Saguache County, Colorado. Acclaimed forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Bodden told Fox News Digital that the remains are likely well-preserved enough to determine her cause of death. Yay! Let's hope he's right. Bodden said that unless the remains were disrupted by animals, the hot desert conditions where her remains were found likely preserved her bones and other potential evidence related to her death. Dr. Bodden stated, quote, If the body was in a grave, obviously it indicates that somebody did it. Those who die of starvation and dehydration in the desert are frequently found on the surface rather than buried underground, end quote. The only problem that I see with that is that we were told that her remains, at least some of them, were found scattered in the grassland out there. That, to me, spells animal predators could have gotten to at least some of them. A quick aside, my family is from Wisconsin, and when my brother moved to Arizona, he buried a cat in the backyard and within hours, that grave had been dug up, and the poor cat's remains were shredded, if you know what I mean. We could bury our animals in the backyard in Wisconsin without fear of a coyote sniffing them out. But here in Arizona, we have coyotes, we have javelina. They sniff stuff out. Back to Suzanne Morphew. Baden went on to say, quote, The skeleton should be intact, so if there's any kind of injury like a gunshot wound or stabbing, cutting, or being hit in the head with a brick or something, the bones should still be intact enough to make that diagnosis, end quote. Dr. Baden said that the coroner in Saguache County is likely taking x-rays of the remains to find evidence of a bullet. I'm wondering if a dart from a tranquilizer gun would leave a puncture sign in the bone. I did read that it's possible that the tranquilizer solution could leave behind evidence in the bones. Searchers have also been combing through the area where the remains were found, in a grid pattern to see if there's any additional evidence, such as bullets, cigarette butts, and bottle caps that could contain DNA. If Suzanne was wearing clothing at the time she died, they may still be intact as well, 
and her clothes could contain clues such as the perpetrator's blood or gunshot residue. According to Dr. Bodden, the coroner has likely found about 90% of all the information they need for Suzanne's autopsy report at this point, but toxicology and other lab testing may take weeks or months to conclude. That area where Suzanne's bones were found, and that's being called the boneyard, well, it turns out Five people have either disappeared out there or been found dead out there, according to Barry Morphew's attorney, Iris Eaton. Of course, Eaton is likely trying to connect the dots between these occurrences to take the heat off her client. And by the same area, we're talking about a broad swath of land in Saguach County. So it's not like all of these people disappeared within feet of one another. It's more likely many miles. And while Iris Eaton wants to make a connection between these individuals, there may very well not be one. The five people are Suzanne Morphew, Edna Quintana, who is still missing, 29-year-old Christelle Reisinger, who also remains missing, 26-year-old James Montoya, who went missing in April of this year but was found deceased on July 26 of 2023, and another as yet unidentified person, so three bodies found, Suzanne, James, and an unidentified person, and two people who have gone missing from that general area. Does that constitute a boneyard? I guess that term is apt. This area lends itself to being a dumping ground for bodies because it's so secluded and off the grid. You won't find surveillance cameras out there. You won't find houses lining the streets with ring cameras. Now let's talk about these other people and the circumstances of their disappearances. 56-year-old Edna Quintana has been missing since May of this year. Quintana is from Saguache, Colorado, so that's her neighborhood, so to speak. Her cousin, Augustina Edwards, told KRDO News recently that Edna was, quote, not involved with a very good group, end quote, when she went missing. So perhaps Edna was hanging around some degenerates in the county, and maybe something bad happened to her in their company. It's been five months since she went missing, not a good sign, but maybe her family will get a miracle. Is Edna's disappearance related to Suzanne Morphew's case? It doesn't sound like it. The only thing the women have in common is that Edna was from Saguache County and Suzanne's body was found out in that area. You could also say that they were both middle-aged women. But we don't know Edna's fate, so we can't say that their deaths are related. Crystal Reisinger has been missing since July 13th of 2016. She vanished from a full moon drum circle in Saguache County and has not been seen since. The Saguache County Sheriff's Office is treating her disappearance as one of suspected foul play. So 29-year-old Crystal, an Arizona native, moved to Crestone, Colorado, in 2015, and according to her friends and family, the self-described clairvoyant left her ex-boyfriend, Elijah Guana, and their four-year-old daughter, Kasha, behind in Denver to find enlightenment in Colorado's New Age religious community out in the Crestone Hills. But instead of that, she vanished without a trace 
one year later. According to her ex-boyfriend, Guana, Crystal's motto was, do no harm. Ironically, it sounds like someone may have done harm to her. The authorities have been trying to solve her disappearance for more than five years. They've searched in mine shafts, through forests in the wild, and down what Fox News described as a, quote, rabbit hole of drug dealers, drum circles, and contradictory evidence, end quote. But to this day, no one seems to know what happened to Crystal. Is her disappearance related to Suzanne Morpheus? It certainly doesn't sound like it. As for James Montoya, his body was found on July 26th of this year out in that boneyard of Saguach County. James was murdered. Here's what the police say happened to him in the early morning hours of April 2nd of this year. James was hanging out at a bar called Hangar 101 in Lakewood, Colorado before he vanished. He'd been playing pool at the bar before he left with a group of people. You see, James took an Uber to the bar, so he didn't have his car. As I said earlier, his body was found on July 26th of this year. It was 175 miles away from that bar. And just two days ago, the police announced that James died inside a car. Apparently, he got into an argument with 33-year-old Jesus Angel Arvizo. The argument escalated, and James was shot, and he died of the injuries. The police are now looking for Arvizo. They also said that a 30-year-old woman named Amber Dominguez was arrested as an accessory in the case. Amber was in the car when the crime occurred, allegedly. Per the police, Arvizo drove James Montoya's body out to Saguach County, and he dumped it near the Saguach Municipal Airport. James' father actually spoke to Arvizo after his son went missing. Per the father, Arvizo said this to him about James in a phone call. Oh, he was a cool guy. We were playing pool. Yeah, really cool guy. And we dropped him off at the club. And that was the last time we saw him. End quote. Here's what James' father said in a press conference on Monday of this week about that call with Arvizo. Mr. Montoya said, quote, I don't want to say this too boastfully or whatever, but we knew he was a suspect. We knew something was wrong the minute we were talking to him on the phone, and we could pick up on his tone of voice, the way he was avoiding questions, so we knew he was there and that he was responsible for it, end quote. Jesus Arvizo is now wanted for first-degree murder. He lives in Denver, but is believed to be in the Alamosa area. Denver police investigators are asking anyone with information on this case and or Arvizo's whereabouts to please call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720 913-STOP, which is 7867, where they can remain anonymous. Again, the number is 720-913-7867. So now, do you think any of these other cases are connected to whoever left Suzanne Morphew's body in that shallow grave in that lonely area of Saguache County to rot away in the dry desert? or to be scavenged by animal predators? I don't. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.